0: Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, a.k.a. The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. In this episode, we're going to (laughs) be... Oh my God, my uh, dog just came into the room, stuffed his mouth with a bunch of clothes and just sat down beside me. So perfect timing, Dallas. Anyways, in this episode, we're going to be uh, talking about 10 underutilized ways to grow your brand with PPC ads. We're also going to be talking about full funnel advertising strategy, what read to our guests, uh, favorite ways to run ads on Amazon, are, and also still find out if this is still causing you trouble, what else you could do. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Lunch with them, Lunch with Norm, Lunch with Norm. Okay, where is the producer for the people?
1: He's back. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Uh, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, very good. How's, how's Beard Nation going? Let us know in the it, comments.
0: Yeah, there we go. Right here. There we go. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Hayden, you know Dallas. He just kind of burst into the room with a whole bunch of clothes and threw them at my feet. Classic but, Dallas. Uh, classic Dallas, classic Dallas. Anyways, he's right here up against me. Um, let's see. I know. I know. You know, Dallas, as well as I do. Um, yeah, so why don't we talk about smashing those like buttons and do your job?
1: All right. All right. Everyone, you know what to do. But if you don't, here's what you're going to do. You're going to smash the like button. You're going to share this podcast with your friends. You're going to comment. Happy Monday <laughs> on the post, wherever you're watching this. Uh, we want to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we're excited for this episode today. We're going to be giving away uh, a 30-day free trial of PPC Ninja Software too at the end of the episode. Uh, So if you want to be entered for that, um, type in hashtag wheel of Hayden in the comments.
0: Wheel of Uh, Hayden, okay.
1: That's right, it's changed for today. Hopefully you can handle that. It's a little bit different than Kelsey, but uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. All right, very good. Okay, so before we get to Ritu, how about, well, I get, hold it one sec. I'd like to give Ritu a proper introduction, by the way, as well. So as we mentioned today, our guest um, is a uh, CEO and co-founder of PPC Ninja. She's been involved with the e-commerce industry for over 10 years and is passionate about helping sellers out with creative P- Amazon PPC strategies that work. And today I'm talking about Ritu Java. She is a returning guest. She's awesome. She's uh, one of our most downloaded guests. So, but before we get to her, let's have a word from our sponsor.
1: Just, give me one hey, second. just hit the button. Oh my God. You know how
0: many what buttons are there are. Even? A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens, co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets, 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, Email follow-up sequences and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com/slash lunch. All right. Okay, so like Hayden said, uh, just smash those like buttons if you're new to the program. Uh, we are giving away a, uh, a a prize at the Wheel of Hayden today. So it's just hashtag Wheel of Hayden. And if you have any questions or comments, just throw them over in the comment section and we'll, we'll get to them uh, by the end of the podcast. And if we don't, they'll always be over in our Facebook group. Okay, so I think it's that time, Hayden. All right, I'll Sit get back. out of your
1: beard. And, Relax.
0: Uh... Here's Rita. Grab a coffee and welcome, Ritu.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, been? how are
0: you? Very Pretty
2: good. Pretty good. Yeah, so happy happy to be back. Uh, having last lunch with last your-
0: time I uh, I saw you, you were uh, uh, just tearing up the dance floor um, <laughs> <laughs> at the Helium 10 uh, thing in Vegas.
2: <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. With,
0: who was performing? Oh, I forget his name.
2: Yes, um, I forget too. Um, Gosh. (laughs) Come on, Sugar Ray,
0: Sugar Ray. There Uh, we go.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun. So he was
0: he was pretty good, and, and that was a he lot was. of fun. And, again, that's why we like going to events, to have some fun as well as learn. And, so, oh, by the way, I see uh, Chuck on here. So, hey, Chuck, I sent you an email today. You won that uh, that uh, consult with me. So just get back to me on when you like to get together. But other than that, let's talk about Ritu and uh, PT. So, you know what? Uh, like when we were talking about this, Kelsey was talking about, um you know, some of the topics we could talk about today. And one of this, uh, one of the things I thought was pretty interesting was this full funnel advertising strategy. So did you want to get into that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I can actually share my screen and uh, show you guys a funnel so you can see what the full funnel strategy is sure. about. Yeah. Mark so, okay. McGrath. Thank you. That's right. (laughs) All righty. So I'm going to share my screen here so you guys can see it. And let me know, Norm, if you can see it.
0: Okay. Yep. I can see it. And uh, Ritu, just for those people that are listening on a podcast, can describe, um, uh, you know, some of the the items just in case uh, they don't see it on video
2: yeah absolutely um yeah so you know today we're gonna talk about um, you know ten underutilized ways to grow your brand with amazon ads um and I thought uh, you know what better way to set the stage than to actually look at a funnel together and see what different options we have to tackle all the different phases of the funnel and um, sure. I guess um, what I'm gonna show you here on the screen and for those who are uh, listening in uh, is basically what looks like a funnel. And um, I've got all these different ad types that uh, Amazon provides us. And I've kind of just uh, placed them on the different phases of the funnel uh, so that we know, uh, you know, what ad type to use for, for different purposes, right? So every ad type has a different purpose. Uh, it has a different outcome. You can't really have uh, the same strategy when you're using sponsored products versus when you're using sponsored display. Uh, they're all you know different. So what I have here on the full funnel advertising strategy uh, slide is um, you know a bunch of sponsored display ads that are showing up at the top. So they sponsored display for like uh, life events or interests or lifestyle uh, in market. Uh, these are these tend to be upper funnel, um, uh, ad types because uh, they're not necessarily responding to a query that someone might have typed into Amazon, right? Because these are uh, ads that you would show them uh, based on their behavior, based on their past behavior with Amazon, right? So, uh, or let's say they are having a life event like uh you know, um, a graduation or, you know, someone becomes a new parent, for example, they have certain needs and sponsored display allows us to kind of, uh, reach out, uh, to those sorts of audiences, uh, and show them appropriate ads. So if you have a product that speaks to certain life events or speaks to, um, certain interests, for example, then, you know, there is some benefit to showing uh, your ad and getting uh, into their feed, uh, you know, so to say, uh, so that even if they're not actually ready to make the purchase, uh, they can, uh, you know, be introduced to your brand. And when the time is right, or when they're on their laptop, for example, or when they're ready to purchase, then your ads come to mind. Now, Uh, keep in mind that this uh, sort of advertising is not always going to be ROI focused or ROAS focused because it is introducing people to something new maybe, or introducing them to a thought, an idea, a concept, uh, a desire that they might have, and you're just presenting it to them uh, through your ad. Um, So it's not in response to a query, it's in response to their behavior or their uh, you know, phase in life, and therefore it tends to be very broad and very upper funnel, as we call it, right? Now, upper funnel ads don't have a ROAS that uh, a lot of people on Amazon would expect. Uh, so just keep that in mind when you pick these ad types, because you don't want to bleed money, you don't want to treat that type of ad, just like you would uh, sponsored product ads, right? Then you go a little bit lower down that funnel, and you see a bunch of other ad types, for example, the uh, a sponsored display category targeting, uh, or the, uh, sponsored product category targeting, or even the sponsored brand category targeting. Um, and these are more like, uh, consideration based ads because, you know, they are targeting people who are already searching in a category. So let's say if you're selling, uh, pet products and, um, Uh, you know, you're targeting people who are uh, maybe either, you know, pet owners or are actually looking at other pet products, then you can drive consideration by latching on to that pre-existing need for uh, a a cat product or a a dog product. And you can uh, reach out to those people through category targeting, uh, because again, your ad is not directed to a, a, a keyword query but it is basically suggestive and it appears close by uh, it's in close proximity to uh, you know a product that is maybe similar or complementary right so that's the function of category targeting ads um and then once you start getting more and more specific you go further down in the funnel where you're targeting keywords and those tend to be you know very very close to what the person is actually looking for and uh because of that reason these are called uh lower funnel ads um and they tend to you know be more roas focused because you know you're you you can almost kind of predict what they might type into uh the amazon uh search bar because we have tools that get, give us um you know uh search volume and search frequency rank so you can you know pick those up you can learn from you know all these tools and and use uh those in exact matches and then uh, basically target people uh, who, have, who are likely to have a certain uh, keyword sequence almost, right? You know the phrase that they're going to type, and then you can target them that way by catching them on the other side with a sponsored product keyword-based ad, or even a sponsored brand keyword-based ad that is long tail. Um, and then when you go further down the funnel, I actually have a sponsored display remarketing. And remarketing is really amazing because it Helps you bring back someone who has maybe visited your page and has not made the purchase yet. Uh, but it can also be used to target people who have purchased from you in the past. So, you know, people are nine times more likely to buy from you if they have purchased in the past than, you know, they would uh, from another brand that they've never experienced before, right? So, this whole funnel kind of can be used for targeting different types of people who have, you know, uh, who are in a different state of mind at, at that particular point uh, and the lower you go down the funnel the better the results in terms of uh, profit now you might think okay um i i just want to run ROAS focused ads. that's fine in fact most people do run a lot of sponsored product keyword based ads that tend to be lower funnel anyway right so uh, you know it's it's just the nature of how we're advertising on amazon that most of your ads will be roas focused uh, and will be uh, lower funnel uh, but if you want to expand the funnel which means you want to expand the number of people that might be interested in your brand then there is some merit in going slightly upper funnel uh, with consideration based ads in the middle of the funnel or even a small amount of you know brand exposure uh, for you know for slightly bigger brands that have uh, been around for a while, it might make sense to keep uh, to stay top of mind by running these uh, types of uh, upper funnel ads. Um, And then on the right side of this uh, slide, there's also DSP, which is another great way to reach out uh, to to audiences and actually pretty much the whole funnel. Like you can go remarketing at the bottom with really precise remarketing. Um, And at the very top, we have link out campaigns which lead people to your website even so they can uh, direct traffic to a website or maybe to a YouTube channel maybe or even a specific YouTube video. Uh, so that, you know, you know uh, they can get exposure to your brand before they even, you know, consider uh, consider you or even start the, the purchase uh, behavior. So, uh, Norm, did that make sense? Like, uh, I, I try to cover, like, the whole funnel, uh, and I've kind of placed all these different ad types. Uh, does this make sense? Did you have any questions, or did anyone else have any questions?
0: Yeah, if you do have a question, just post it in the comments section. And, you know, first... Yeah, for any of the listeners, I just want to make sure they understand what Ritu is going over. Um, and this funnel, and I'll make sure that uh, we'll post this image uh, in the uh, in the group as well, so you can see exactly what we're talking about. But it is very detailed. There's lots uh, variety of ads that you can go to. But if you don't understand the funnel, it won't help. Like the the actual top of funnel. Would you just would you? typically call that brand awareness, just getting people to understand the brand?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's uh, interesting nuances to the word, uh, you know, to the phrase top of funnel. Uh, One definitely is a brand awareness type of uh, nuance. The other one is like a more like broad, uh you know even a keyword that could be super broad let's say someone types in the word pets or kitchen which is really really right. broad right and, and that can also you know be kind of synonymous with uh, upper funnel uh because you're you're talking about someone who's maybe browsing and is not really sure of what they want yet they're just you know trying to figure out okay what maybe they're looking for a gift or something or uh, maybe they're just generally looking to improve their life in some way and are just browsing so those uh, types of uh, keywords can also function as uh, upper funnel uh, funnels you know I, I consider keywords to be funnels as well so the broader you go uh, the the, uh, the higher it goes into the funnel but you have the advantage that they're starting their search on Amazon which makes it uh, a little bit you know better than if you're you're showing ads off amazon because then you're you're catching uh, your audience when they're not ready to make ready to make the purchase uh, just yet you know they're just doing going about their life and they see an ad you know
0: right now a lot of the clients that we talk to uh they will they'll uh sort of ignore what i think is very important is a brand defense which is taking quite a few of these, like just um, diversifying and putting your name, your brand in front of it and throwing it out there. It might cost you a little bit extra. It might drive your eight your costs up. But uh, I, and I don't know you know if you would agree with this or not, but I would rather my eight costs go up. and when somebody comes to my site, and you can do this by using this funnel, um, they see your brand rather than your competitors. Would you use this uh, funnel for doing that as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So brand defense uh, can be layered onto this and, uh, you know, it can, uh, it can actually cut across uh, all phases of the funnel. Uh, you know, for example, if someone encounters your brand, uh, let's say outside of Amazon, maybe on social media or, you know, somewhere and, you know, they just want to look you up because they want to see, oh, does this brand exist on Amazon? And so they go and type your uh, your brand name there. And so if your ad shows up, it kind of reinforces that you're a, tr- a trusted brand and you're taking care of yourself. So I think that self-defense, uh, you know, for top of funnel is great. Uh, but then even uh, at the bottom of the funnel, where someone has already made a purchase from you in the past, is coming back looking for you. If they don't find you, then, well, they'll find someone else, you know, and they will get distracted by all the you know multitude of options that are available, maybe a lot of them are better, cheaper, higher star rating, more reviews, et cetera. So you don't want that traffic to go away. So definitely brand defense uh, I think cuts across the entire funnel and it's a very important uh, aspect of advertising.
0: I, uh, I'm a fan, fan of DSP. Uh, just uh, one of our uh, one of the brands that we're working with, uh, they're running around four to seven ROAS right now, like on a normal uh, a month. But during prime, we twenty-five times ROAS wow. on a product. Yeah. I, I I mean, you just you don't see that anywhere else. But twenty-five, and um, I, I mean, we love it. We tell people about it. I people are a little gun shy about DSP advertising because, for the most part. <laughs> It's a it's a little bit more expensive to get into. But at the end of the day, well, I had this conversation this morning. So somebody wanted to get into DSP, and there's a fee to it. But at the end of the day, if you're afraid to spend money and you've only got a little bit of ad spend that you're going to put in, then uh you're it's gonna be unaffordable for you. So you've got to you've gotta have enough confidence or enough trust that This is going to build over a two or three month period. Um, But if you put a thousand bucks in or 2000 bucks, it just, it doesn't make any sense to do it. Um, I don't know what you would even recommend about that. I know I'm going down a little bit different rabbit hole right now, but I know a lot of the listeners here have thought about DSP. Uh, Some are in DSP, but they're not spending enough.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, in fact, one of the, uh, you know, I, I did, uh, you know, uh, think through like 10 different underutilized ways, and actually one of them was DSP. So there is going to be a slide on that. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, just to complete this thought, I, I agree, uh, you know, DSP used in conjunction with everything else really has uh, an amplification, um, you know, uh, factor to it like it really helps to uh, grow the brand uh, you know in ways that you may not be able to kind of correlate really well like you might say okay uh, yes my sessions improved my uh, you know sales uh, overall start improving and then you may not be able to trace that back to dsp but the fact is that it does work really really well with all the the different ad types so yes if you are uh, looking to grow and if you kind of Made use of all the different ad types that are already available on sponsored ads. Uh, then you know, um, adding in DSP to your uh, playbook is kind of uh, is is something that will take you to the next level for sure.
0: Okay, all right, let's go back to the
2: slides. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So, uh, you know, uh, Norm, I have, uh, you know, I've been, I I speak to a lot of, uh, you know, sellers and people who want to advertise and I uh, often come across, you know, things that I think are obvious, like I think, gosh, I'm sure they must be doing this. And then when I check with them, they're like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just think that it might be worth kind of uh, putting together, you know, um, you know, underutilized strategies that people know and understand quite well, but they still don't do it because of, I don't know, inertia or maybe just unsure or, you know, maybe they don't have the, the skills to do it, etc. So I've just put together these 10. So let me just go through them uh, one one by one. Um, so, so here's my first one and I, I, you know, I love video ads. My first one is video ads, um, for keyword targeting, uh, product targeting, as well as category targeting. And I cannot tell you, um, how many, uh, you know, uh, sellers I've spoken to who, who say, yes, we like video ads, but they have only one running maybe <laughs> or something yeah. as, as miserable as that. Okay. I have one video ad running. Okay. But that's not really taking ad- advantage of video ads um so why are video ads uh, one of my favorite ad types well first of all they take up four spots on search results page right look at that it's like taking the whole entire span of of the the search results page uh, you're basically knocking out three other competitors by placing one video ad right um I like them also because they have a very high click-through rate. Uh, obviously, if you look at uh, my example here from Mad Shark, uh, you can see that they're demonstrating the, the primary USB of their product uh, very simply by just slashing uh, these fruits, uh, which you know, is very eye-catching. And I think any, anyone can relate to this and you don't have to say, oh, we're very sharp and we're you know best quality. You don't have to say a word so, you know, if a, a picture can be worth a thousand words, a video is worth a lot more, maybe a million words, right? So it's, it's just conveyed what this product can do with, uh, with within just like a couple of seconds. This is just a four or five second um, reel that I'm showing here. So why wouldn't you do video ads? I think the biggest barrier uh, in people's minds is that, oh, video is expensive. I don't know how to create it. I'll have to get hold of a good videographer. You know, that good videographer, uh, you know, bar becomes uh, a hindrance because you're uh, preventing yourself from taking advantage of something that you know, a lot of maybe, uh, you know, factory brands have already uh, understood and they, they're just going ahead. You know, they're not waiting for anybody to, you know, get a perfect video. They have iPhone-based, you know, simple smartphone-based ads that are doing pretty well. And now with Amazon rolling out so many uh you know, video creation templates, Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Amazon has now made available um, templates that you could just, you know, plug and play, like you can literally put in your, uh, your main images, it just draws from your main images and uh, has some sort of um, uh, movement, uh, some background music. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's not, beautiful like it's it's okay it, it's fine but it works it works anything that moves on an amazon screen as of today will work right trust me <laughs> so, are, are
0: those uh is it called creator uh they're
2: well well, it's called uh, video template builder, if I'm not mistaken. There's another prior product that they had; it was called the v- video creative builder, but that was that, available. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was available through DSP. So that's different. Now we have something oh. within, yeah, within Seller Central. So these two, um, you know, uh, ways of creating video are available to you. So uh, the, I've used both. I, I, the, the video creative builder uh, tends to be a little clunky because you can't really position things. I mean, same thing with the templates as well, but you could only access that either through your uh, Amazon rep who would create these for you, or you could go through the DSP platform and create uh, them yourselves. So, so th-
0: these new templates, I'm just kind of curious about this. Um, how yeah. many are
2: there? Gosh, uh, I want to say at least 10. Uh, I mean, there's really quite a, yeah I think there's quite a few so you you can check it out uh, it should be um, you know somewhere on seller central um, in the uh, advertising console it's it's probably on the left uh, bar where where the icons are uh, you should be able to find it with the creatives um so okay yeah yeah so
0: Hayden, yeah. make a note of that and and let me know I, w- I got to check that out I did not know that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, they might be rolling it out. So it's probably a phased uh, rollout and maybe everybody doesn't have access to it, but you can keep an eye out for that. Um, You know, another thing that they've just started rolling out um, is, you know, linking video ads to your storefront. So you can send traffic to uh, your storefront, which is not yet available to everybody. I know this for a fact because uh, one of our brands has uh, got access to it, whereas the others have not. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be another way of brand building because you can send uh, traffic to your uh, store pages or sub pages even, uh, which is pretty exciting. And um, yeah, and just to finish off the thought on video ads, uh, I I would say that, you know, uh, if you have a video asset, uh, don't be shy of using it uh, for every uh, type of targeting, which is keyword based targeting, product targeting, and category targeting. So, what we do generally is like if we have, let's say, Ten sponsored product ads uh, for different reasons for different purposes. We just use the same targeting, uh, the same exact targeting for video ads, uh, but we're a little careful about uh, broad matches because uh, each video ad click is uh, uh, is at least twenty five cents. So we start at twenty five cents. Um, For that reason, we don't want to be indiscriminate about your choice of keywords. You don't want to have every single broad keyword out there. Uh, You want to probably limit that to uh, the most important ones. Um, Probably go long tail, I would say, because of how Mm -hmm. expensive uh, these ads could be uh, if you're not careful, right? So they can blow through your budget. But anyway, this is an underutilized ad type. Uh, I know that uh, competition has caught up, and in fact, a lot of people are beginning to see a decline in the performance of video ads, which is natural because, you know, in the beginning, you know, everything is cheaper, and then, as you know, things catch up, and everybody, uh, you know, word is out, and everybody uh, starts making those ad types, and then uh, you lose your early mover advantage uh, over time. That's uh, pretty normal. Uh, but yeah, so uh, moving on uh, to the next um, uh, underutilized uh, ad type or strategy is um sponsored brand headline ads right now everybody you know has been using sponsored brand any any brand registered seller uh, would know how to how to set these up uh but you know i think there's still a lot of um resistance to creating uh, headline ads because of uh the setup it's not the easiest in the world you have to have a bunch of different uh, pieces ready um for example, you need the lifestyle photo. You need a good headline, which is under fifty characters. Uh, you need to pick, uh, you know, three SKUs that are in stock, uh, and then you also probably, uh, you know, need to, f- you know, figure out. Uh, did I say headline? Yeah. So there's a crop, right? The 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 lifestyle photo needs to have a crop that showcases the um, uh, the product uh, front and center. Uh, so there's a few different pieces to setting up a headline ad. That most people um, never get to because it's, it just is time-consuming. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you can do it right, uh, I, I would uh, recommend starting with a spreadsheet for for sponsored bands uh, because uh, you want to forget, and Amazon doesn't make it easy for you to kind of you know see all of that information in any view or even a report Uh, for example you might get um the bulk files can be used to download um you know all the details of what the title was the creative and then there's a link to the image uh, also but there's no you don't actually see the image so you don't when you're doing a b testing you probably don't know what the image was that you used so i would say use a, a spreadsheet and maybe put thumbnails of um the image that you actually used in that, and keep track of that spreadsheet over time, because you're gonna forget, right? Once you've cre- created it, it's just gonna be the data that you're, you'll focus on, not the headline, or you know, not even the, uh, the 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 image, the lifestyle photo. Uh, and the lifestyle photo is something that uh, everybody has access to at this point. But because people have been running legacy ads, they have uh, maybe not taken the time to turn it on, right? There is a little button inside your uh, creative section, which says mm-hmm. uh, custom image, you've got to check that. If you don't, then your ad will still run, but it'll be without, uh, the lifestyle photo. So I would highly recommend going uh-huh. back in and yeah, looking for your, um, lifestyle photo. If it's not there, put it in because it takes up a lot of room and it looks, uh, attractive and, uh, will give you a, a lot better conversion.
0: All right. Very good. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's go on to the next one. Oh, actually, this is uh, another example I wanted to give you of uh, a certain strategy we used with uh, one of our clients. And uh, for those who can see my screen, you'll see that we changed our strategy around uh, 11th of April. And then after that, the sales have uh, almost, I don't know, quadrupled, uh, looking at the, the sales uh, order numbers there. Uh, what did we do? We basically used, um, a better crop of the, um, the, uh, the lifestyle photo. So the lifestyle photo was like a long shot. Uh, you could see the object in the distance. There was other pretty things happening and you might think, oh, this looks pretty. It's eye catching, but if the product is not being shown, then, people are not going to be so interested so we basically changed the crop and um, that's it um this is what happened you can see how uh and then once we we, we saw the results in one ad we did the same across uh, all of their ads and started seeing um, you know just the snowballing effect and then everything started to work you know and uh, this company has really um uh, seen a, a lot of uh, improvement uh, and momentum uh, that came as a flywheel effect of just changing uh, an SD ad
0: and and that's just simply cropping
2: yes yeah, so uh, they provide you a cropping tool uh, so no matter what mm-hmm. your um, you know dimensions you can actually zoom in to a portion of your lifestyle photo and you know the the, the more you can highlight the actual product uh, in in that photo the better it is uh, because everything else is like, you know, extra information, but it's not really helping someone uh, make a decision, uh, you know, about your product. Uh, but the product has to be the center uh, center point. So yeah, it's uh, you, the cropping tool is really useful. Uh, make sure to start with a you know high res photo because otherwise, when yeah. you crop, it's it's not going to let you crop beyond a certain point, right? It's gotta be a minimum, uh, you know, uh, resolution and a minimum, uh, de- you know, size. Uh, yeah, that's where there That's
0: amazing, fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Uh, this is kind of a variant of the previous, uh, you know, sp- uh, sponsored brand ad, but this is called the sponsored brand sp- store spotlight. Uh, what is the store spotlight? Well, it basically allows you to run a headline ad, but instead of uh, you know showcasing three SKUs in the the headline, uh, it showcases three different pages uh, of your uh, your storefront. Uh, and this might be nice if you have like a collection of products and you want to you know sh- highlight or showcase your different collections. Or if you have a limited number of products uh, to start with, uh, you can still create. Um, you know, one page per product and kind of go all out explaining, uh, you know, about it, like put up a video, uh, you know, add some, you know, nice uh, content, add some images, and it might just be one, uh, you know, one page for one product that's fine. Uh, but in the, in the form of, uh, sponsored, uh, sponsored brands to sports store spotlight, uh, it can be useful for, uh, you to send traffic to, to these different pages. And that way you can, uh, increase the exposure for your brand, uh, through your, uh, storefront.
0: Okay. Now, before we get to the next one, we're at the bottom of the hour and I just wanted to let people yeah. know that we did have a uh, Wheel of Hayden, not Kelsey, Wheel of Hayden today. And Ritu, why don't you just mention what the uh, the giveaway is going to be?
2: Yeah, yeah, so, so we're giving away uh, a uh, 30-day free trial of our uh, software, the PPC Ninja software. Uh, and, uh, you know, our software is being used by agencies. So you can imagine if uh, agencies trust our software, it'll be great for your brand as well. Uh, and it really makes uh, advertising so much easier. Um, and uh, just to mention that it, it's got some unique features that you won't find anywhere else, like we've got, um, a unique, uh, you know, bid sufficiency model that is used for determining the the right bids. Uh, We have an ACoS stepper that protects you from, uh, you know, any drops in uh, bid values that might, you know, completely eliminate your, uh, your keyword. Um, and then we also have very detailed, um, you know, uh, campaign placement X-ray uh, views, which allow you to look at your campaign placements all opened out in a single view. So there's a lot of good features on our software. Do check out our website for more details. And um, uh, yeah, uh, that would be our offer for today.
0: Very good. So, yeah, even if uh, you don't win the giveaway today, check out uh, PPC Ninja. Uh, you know, Ritu's behind it. Yeah, she's co-founder of it. And I also know our other partner. And um, there's so well known and reach brain behind it. I trust it.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Norm. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um,
0: okay. So, I- Hayden, why don't you come on and see if you can push one button to go to a sponsor? Just put one button. That's all. That's all. It's difficult. And you don't even, you're not even talking, by the way. Can't
1: hear you. See, I pushed the wrong button again.
0: (laughs) I couldn't think. Thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club, the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.club for blogs, recordings, and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the Clubhouse app. Just search Startup Club for daily shows 24-7. You can also now listen to their show, the Serial Entrepreneur Club podcast on Apple and Spotify too. Stop by to connect, learn, and grow together. All right. I do have a question for the listeners. If you did listen <clears throat> to the uh, webinar uh, last Friday with Kelsey, uh, let us know what you thought of it. Uh, we want to bring more of those types of training sessions over to you. I uh, just wanted to make sure we're on the right track. So if you did watch it, uh, just let us know. That was the one with Vance Lee and with crowdfunding. Um, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make it there. I was over at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, but um, from everything I heard from Kelsey, it went off really uh, quite well. So, uh, all right, we can get back to uh, to, okay. I think we're at number four.
2: Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, So, number four, uh, these are posts. um, And I think uh, I just wanted to club this with advertising, but they're not really ads. It's interesting because these are free and uh, posts are a great way of uh, increasing your uh, visibility across Amazon because Amazon gives placements uh, for posts on many pages, uh, including your competitors' pages, right? Uh, so this gives you like a, a lot more exposure and, uh, you know, it's only available to people who have a storefront, right? So it's something that gets tagged on to a storefront. Um, if you look at my screen, uh, for those who can see it, uh, there's a way uh, to find out uh posts from this brand, uh, shopping this brand store, but then see more like this. So when people click see more like this, they actually see other uh, products and their posts as well. So this is being used guys, and uh, definitely uh, try to use posts because it's, um, it's free advertising uh, for you. Right. And- Yep, Uh, moving on to number five, uh, which is remarketing. Uh, So I mentioned it briefly in the beginning when I was talking about the funnel that, you know, someone who is, and I don't remember where the statistic is from. I think it's from Adobe, but I'm not, I could be wrong. Uh, but the statistic says that, uh, you know, someone who's purchased from a brand uh, is nine times more likely to purchase from them again. Now, the, the it's, it's all about the likelihood, right? They may be likely to make uh, that second purchase, but if you don't have an ad to bring them back, there's also a likelihood that they won't remember you, right? So, right? Because right? So, if you're not remarketing, then you're letting go of you know money on the table because of uh, your uh, you know uh, you're you're not top of mind. Uh, people have too much to remember these days, and uh, you're not going to be able to uh, you know create that. Um, a return customer unless you actually show up, right? So, this is all about showing up. Uh, you can remarket uh, through uh, images like I'm showing on the screen. There is uh, the ability through sponsor display to either show your product with the hero image that Amazon already has, or you could show a custom image like the one I'm showing here, uh, which can be really, um, you know, visual and uh, attractive. Uh, so you can do your testing on what works. Uh, sometimes even the plain uh, hero image uh, works. Uh, sometimes a hero image with a logo and a headline works. And sometimes uh, this uh, just a uh, custom image works. So do your testing. But uh, Amazon has provided us with all those options of turning one or the other off uh, and uh, creating uh, beautiful remarketing ads. Um, and and gonna, I just want to yeah.
0: reinforce this, uh, Ritu, is that... A lot of the times, especially if you're a and uh, you're starting to see a lot of sales. Sometimes you think that your brand is better known than what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, almost all uh, Amazon sellers are micro brands. And if you don't do stuff like this and you think that people will remember your name, uh, they're not going to do it, uh, and you're not that important. So that's the thing. Yeah, check the ego, the brand ego at the door, and yeah. uh, you know you do these things so you're in front of people's faces.
2: Right. Yeah. And and just if it, you know, just to make it a little bit easier for people who are on the fence about remarketing, remarketing ads tend to be uh, very ROAS, uh, you know, uh, focus, and they do have a pretty good ROAS because you're not spending too much to get them back right and these are cheaper than all the other ad types that i've seen um and so if that makes you feel better you know you use that as an excuse to start remarketing and there's many options uh, to do that with purchase remarketing going back seven days 14 days 30 days 90 days 365 days there's so many different ways to go back and bring your people back to you so right um, yeah Okay, moving on to number six. Uh, this is just a fancy way of saying uh, product targeting. Uh, contextual targeting is the new term that Amazon has started uh, using in sponsored display. I think they've also started using in sponsored brand. I'm a uh, product, I might be wrong, but anyway, this is the new way of saying, hey, uh, place your ads on your competitors' uh, pages. And that's very good. Uh, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, uh, you know, one of the advantages of placing an ad on your competitors page is um, that you know you've already pre-qualified the lead Uh, if anyone here is has got like a sales background you'll understand what pre-qualification means if the person is already interested in a product that is very similar to yours you know that they're interested to buy and so that other brand has, has done half the job they have already done the job of uh, bringing people into the funnel. Now you just have to, you know, steal that traffic over and bring them to your funnel, right? So that's what contextual targeting will help you do. It will bring people uh, into your funnel that are already half committed to buy anyway because they're browsing a detail page. So uh, for that reason, I would recommend, uh, you know, re-looking at your contextual targeting across different ad types. At this point, Amazon offers, you uh, you know, uh, product targeting for every ad types for sponsored products, sponsored brands, sponsored display and sponsored video. All four can be used for doing this type of advertising. So please take advantage of it. Um, then number seven uh, again, uh, an underutilized um, you know strategy here is uh, measuring your Amazon attribution. Now uh, you might be driving traffic to your uh, Amazon listings, uh, maybe through a newsletter, uh, you know email marketing, for example, or through Facebook or Google Ads or whatever. There's got to be a way to measure right how effective those are, and so Amazon attribution is this amazing way you can do it. Uh, in fact, we're running google ads for a bunch of our customers and uh, we use amazon attribution to measure uh, conversion rate at keyword level at the keyword level which is uh, which requires a bunch of steps and uh, there's softwares out there that have done it but you can do it manually as well just as we have so amazon attribution helps you uh, see uh, what your click-throughs were, what your click-through rate was, your total detailed page views, uh, your total purchases, et cetera, coming from external traffic onto Amazon. Um, plus, they also give you some sort of um, uh, kickback for bringing external traffic in because Amazon loves uh, external traffic. So take advantage of that as well. Um, and then uh, number eight for me uh, is optimizing placements. Now, uh, you know, a lot of us uh, set up ads and then just think uh, of, you know, optimization in terms of keyword bid optimization, but actually your keyword can lead to impressions in different placements. And each of those placements behaves differently. And so the conversion rates on those different placements is different. So. How do you optimize those, right? How do you make sure that you know you're effective um, e- even when your ads are showing up in different placements? Now, I wish there was a way of optimizing. Uh, keyword bids at the placement level. Unfortunately, you can't do that. Amazon hasn't provided us with any mechanism to uh, to say, "Hey, if a keyword shows up on top of search, then the bid should be this." And if, but what they've provided us is uh, b- uh, bid multipliers. Right? They have provided us the ability to increase your bid at certain placements uh, if you uh, if you know you want to push that placement more. Um, the way I like to use optimizing uh, our, our placements is to to measure the performance of your campaigns uh, at those different placements, then find those placements that are doing really well. And then you bid up or uh, increase the bid multiplier. You can go all the way up to 900 percent. And so, my team, uh, when we're uh, on the when I'm wearing my agency hat, so we, we're also an agency, right? So, when I'm wearing my agency hat, what I I do is every Monday uh, we go into our placements and find all those placements that are meeting our criteria of a cost less than X percent, uh, number of orders greater than two, and then conversion rate above a certain amount, right? So based on that, we find those placements that are doing great. And then we just increment the placement modifier by 25% every single week. Now you might say, oh, but the bids are sufficient. They're doing fine. So I don't really need to keep going up. But the thing is, uh, because we have been going up and up every single week, we're actually uh, getting a stronghold on that placement for that campaign. And um, we've actually incremented our, uh, uh, you know, our uh, placement modifiers even up to 500% or more for those placements that are continuously performing well. They're doing really good on ACoS, really good in terms of sales and, excuse me great conversion rate so why not right you're finding those really good placements and on the flip side uh, you can also do um, you can also lower the uh placement modifier but this only works for sponsored brands you you you've got to go into uh the settings in your sponsored brands and um there's an automated bid, bidding uh, toggle. You, you just need to turn it off and then you can take control. You can change your uh, placement modifier for all those placements that are below top of search, and you can either increase or decrease up to 99%, right? So if you wanna know more about placements uh, and optimizing them, uh, go check out our blog. Uh, we just have a very nice uh, detailed uh, blog post on um, optimizing placements, so you can get more information there. Uh, okay, I'll keep going. Yeah, I'll yep. keep going. Uh, in Okay, so number nine, this is optimizing your bidding strategies. Now, I know that a lot of us are afraid of bidding uh, you know touching these because they are like levers that you set at the campaign level and of course they affect every single keyword or every single target inside uh, those campaigns right so uh, let's just talk a little bit about what these bidding strategies are there's three that amazon provides there's fixed bids there's up and down and there's down only right uh, so uh, i rarely use fixed bids i use them for uh, launching new uh, new campaigns uh, or when a product is being launched uh, because this basically locks in your your bid at whatever value you're bidding, right? Um, so there is some advantages to uh, to doing it that way. I know that uh, that a lot of people uh, only use fixed bids, and then they have complete control over their keyword bids that way. So because the 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 campaign is not going to do anything extra. Your bids um, after the fact. So, uh, depends on what your strategy is. I like to use fixed bids only for three weeks when I'm launching, and then after that, I make a decision whether I want to switch to up down or I want to switch to down only based on the um, ACOS. Uh, And I I look at performance. If the performance is good, I actually want to keep increasing or allow Amazon to find uh, the right audiences because, as you know, bidding strategies are based on who is searching, right? so, uh, for example, if, uh, you know, um, let's say Norm is looking for beard oil, it would be perfectly normal for him to do that. I'm just sorry, Norm, I just uh, piggybacked on, on your beard. Um, but <laughs> um, but for someone like me, if I search beard oil, uh, Amazon knows that I've never searched for beard oil in the past, uh, and I probably won't buy. And so you know, there's a likelihood that Amazon will lower your bid in, in real time to down only. But what if I was buying that beer oil for norm, right? They don't know that, right? Uh, so the down only strategy is a safe mode where Amazon is thinking, oh, there's a lower likelihood of a conversion. And so let's lower the bid in real time. Whereas an up-down strategy is where, you know, Amazon will increase your bid in real time based on the likelihood of a conversion where someone has maybe exhibited a behavior that shows that or suggests that they have been purchasing these sorts of products in the past. So maybe they will purchase again. So just remember that these uh, strategies are to do with who is searching, right? It's the, the audience. And how you can take advantage of this is you look for, that's what I do you look for those campaigns that are doing extremely well in terms of ACoS. And, you know, you can just, um, you know, as long as your ACoS is way within your target ACoS, there's no harm in switching to the up-down strategy because even if you were to double your bid, you'd still be fine. You know, so look for those opportunities And just change those. That alone will give you so much more leverage. And of course, if they stop working, uh, you can always bring that down later on. But this is how I like to use uh, bidding strategies. Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, moving on to the last uh, opportunity here, actually, it's more like an opportunity, uh, is DSP, which we spoke about briefly in the beginning. Uh, Now, DSP, I've mentioned in parentheses that it is not for everyone, right? It's not for all, uh, because it can get expensive. It is a CPM-based model. Uh, It is, um, you know, likely to be you know quite um expensive if you are using like upper funnel tactics now a lot of people start using dsp for remarketing only right they start with remarketing and they stick to that because it starts to give uh, what are called assisted sales like your ads might show up in um uh, you know, on seller central, um, but you might also see DSP ads in the left pane of your search results page, which takes up a lot of space and is suggestive of this, you know, of brand dominance. And so when that happens, uh, even if someone has just glanced at your ad, you will get charged. Uh, but uh, it will help to kind of uh, close the deal. Like it will help to solidify the purchase because everywhere people see, they'll see your ads, right? You you might have a sponsored brand ad at the top. You might have a couple of, uh, you know, sponsored product ads. You might have a video ad on that page and you might have a sponsored DSP ad on the left side. Uh, you know, a combination of all those ads are basically pushing people in the direction of the sale uh, or purchase from you, from you, from your product. So I guess uh, DSP, uh, you know, has, because it has a lot of precise controls, you can actually target people who have purchased, let's say, uh, between, uh 30 and 60 days. Let's say you have a supplement that gets, uh, you know, refill or requires a refill every 30 to 60 days. You can maybe create negative audiences, like uh, go back 60 days and then negate 30 days so that you can get that nice window. Uh, With sponsored display, unfortunately, you cannot do that level of precise uh, micro-targeting and negation. It's not possible. Uh, But uh, with DSP, you can. So uh, I would say wherever... Uh, there's an opportunity to use DSP for remarketing. That might be the easiest way to get started with DSP. Uh, And then if you really want to establish your brand and, you know, go upper funnel, then also DSP is great. You could still continue to use sponsored display ads for that purpose, because that also gives you access to a lot of audiences as well. So, you know, definitely make sure you speak to an agency or a consultant that can guide you in the right way uh, about your choices of sponsor display versus DSP. But a lot of the, uh, inventory, as we all know is, uh, overlapping. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, these are my 10 points for today. Uh, norm, uh, I'm going to hand it back to you if there's any question that I'm not sure how much time I have left either. So, uh, handing it back to you here.
0: Okay. Um, let me just shrink this down again. Oh, what do we got? Oh, wow okay well I think we could probably go to the questions Hayden um, and before we do that just if you're interested in the uh, giveaway today it's hashtag wheel of Kelsey or hashtag wheel of Hayden and right. uh, if you tag two people you'll get a second entry so uh, just get those in now and then at the end of these questions we'll go over to the wheel of Hayden the producer for the people
1: that's right <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How about we hit the questions, Aid? Sure. Um, so we'll start from the beginning of the podcast. We have one from Sad. Um, sometimes with clients with very high competition products, uh, can you show it on the screen? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I think it's how to mat- or how to deal with uh, high competition products, and like how do you manage competing with them?
2: Yeah. Um i think that would be like a, a 10 day course <laughs> 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 um, but yeah it's, uh, but i can i can try to explain a, a few uh, strategies here so of course I, you know i think uh, a lot of categories in fact most categories are becoming very competitive like i mean i i rarely see or come across uh, products that, you know, if you type the, you know, the the main uh, keyword uh, for that product in the search bar, that you don't see at least 10 other lookalikes. They're so similar. Like you'll see product after yeah. product that seem to be similar and people get confused. And so I think this, um, you know, this notion of, uh, you know, very high competition is is pretty pretty much um uh you know it's it's pretty normal i guess to see a, co- a competition for your products so here i think the the strategies i would use uh to keep uh, i guess what the question might be is to how how to efficiently run ads that don't bleed you money because there's so much competition is basically look for opportunities uh that are you know in the funnel that are uh more um or better suited for uh, for delivering results. So one example is using product targeting ads or category targeting ads that tend to be uh, slightly cheaper than keyword-based ads. If you use keyword-based ads, there's only four top-of-search placements. And, you know, often there's a lot of competing products for those placements and they tend to be expensive. The CPCs on those are rising, you know, by the day they just keep going up and up and up. Uh, but if you have an ad that's say showing up on a product detail page uh, that may not be as competitive because you might still be able to win, uh, you know, uh, placements there uh, for a lot cheaper because uh, mm. product detail pages have, uh, I would say more than 100 ads uh, because you don't see it but these are carousels that hide a lot of ads on uh, horizontally so if you keep scrolling you'll see more and more ads so there's a lot more opportunity to show up very close to um, you know the product that is most similar to you so you want to pick those products show your product on that page um, and that way you can win people who have already kind of Uh, click through the top of search maybe and come to that page right so they're already they've spent your competitors money and they've come to this product detail page that they're browsing and so your ad shows up you're you're gonna get, get away with spending less on them uh through either sponsored display uh product targeting or through sponsored product product targeting and you know even video ads are showing up more and more on product detail pages now so you can use product targeting through that as well so my My suggestion would be uh, try to see if your product targeting ads are doing well, and then maybe uh, uh, shift your focus a little bit uh, to those uh, while you're trying to get a stronghold on uh, keyword-based advertising.
1: All right. Great. Uh, Next up, we have one from Tony Sagar. What happens when you sell similar products? uh... Can you put the question up, Hate? Yes, I can. What happens when you sell similar products or campaigns end up cannibalizing each other since they are similar keywords?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Tony. Um, You know, similar products obviously do share the same keywords. Um, And if they're uh, not in variation relationships, uh, you know, if you have uh, the same um, keyword, uh, you have an opportunity of showing up multiple times on the same page, right? Which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, So in terms of cannibalizing each other, you probably mean... That they bid each other up or something. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think there's uh, that sort of cannibalization happening because if they're different products, uh, they you know your target audience will pick pick one or the other, right? It will either pick you know uh, maybe a cheaper product that you're selling versus a more expensive one. Uh, so I think it, that shouldn't be the reason for you to not advertise. Uh, yes, you know. You know, both those products would share a keyword, they'll both show up. Uh, but again, that should not be the reason for you to not advertise. Uh, if anything, they might, uh, you know, create like this nice. Um, connection like uh, if they go if let's say a shopper goes into one of your products and then decides to switch and you know discovers another one of your products and ends up buying that then by association you're also helping the um the algorithm uh to, to establish that uh relationship between product a and product b and so you know they start to appear close to each other even organically so um I wouldn't worry about, uh, you know, uh, keywords sh- uh, sharing ag- across different products. Now, if you have, you know, variations and you're trying to, you know, kind of uh, create different ads for the same variation, then you might need to um, look at your strategy because oftentimes uh, there would be, you know, one um eye-catching ad or a, uh, uh, like a cover, it's like a cover photo for a magazine, right? You might see that, let's say, a green version is more eye-catching and so that brings in all the traffic but then you see that, oh, people who come in, even through the green version, end up buying boring black, uh, for example, right? that That's just an extreme example. It just reflects how I uh, think. Like when I look at uh, like an attractive dress, I go for the brightest colors but I never buy them. <laughs> I go for the boring. That's brown, like,
0: like, like me. I, I do yeah. the exact same thing.
2: Right, so so for that reason, a variation might have you know might serve a different purpose uh, as a hero image uh, versus uh, someone something that someone actually ends up buying, in which case also you want to continue you know advertising the one that uh, has a higher CTR uh, because it is more attractive, uh, even if it leads traffic to another one of your products. Um, So yeah, I think there's a a few different ways you can look at it. and come up with a strategy that works.
1: Great. All right. Next question. Another one from Tony. Uh, Is there any way to see which categories, niches or keywords have low PPC costs uh, when doing new product research?
2: Um, yeah, so I think you can, there's a few different tools that Amazon has started providing. If you can look at, uh, the product opportunity explorer, that's really amazing. Cause that gives you an idea of, um, you know, you can even find out your conversion, uh, conversion rate of, uh, other products in a particular category. So that's actually a really good research tool. Uh, another one, of course you can use is brand analytics to find out, um, you know, which keywords or, you know, which keywords are dominated by uh, a few players versus Mm -hmm. uh, many players, you can actually look up the uh, click share and the conversion share of the top three products that Amazon provides. And that uh, can be um, indicative of how strong the market is. Uh, Is it just a few players that are dominating or there's an opportunity because this, everybody's getting a very small size, slice of the pie. Uh, so you can find out that. I, I think there's a lot of um, material out there to to find that out, uh, to to use brand analytics, to um, to gauge, uh, you know, to basically do the reverse engineering to find out what product uh, products to go after. Um, but then there's also other kind of uh, opportunities that you can maybe look up with uh, tools that are out there that can, can tell you Uh, which products or which categories are um, freer. I personally haven't used any um, product research type of tools, but I'm sure that, you know, uh, nor maybe you might be able to, answer that question better. Uh, I'm sure Helium 10 has something for product research as well, uh, in addition right. to other other tools like uh, Jungle Scout and so on. Uh, but I think if you just look at Amazon's own tools, I would say go for Product uh, Opportunity Explorer. That's pretty good. And it will give you a really good idea of what's available, like what kind of uh, niches are available for targeting.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a great answer. You know, why not get it right from uh, right from Amazon?
2: Yeah.
1: Moving mm-hmm. right. this yeah. rapid fire round along. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one is from uh, Yanni Tashev. Uh, how can we tune rest, tune the rest of the search bids when top of search and product pages have high A costs, and we don't want to use them?
2: Yeah. So you know the rest of search is uh, determined by your base bid. So that's your best control of rest of search. If you if you find that your rest of search um, you know, uh, performance is not great, and your ACOS is really high. The best lever you have is to actually set your or reset your base bids. That's probably the best thing you can do uh, for for those.
1: Great. Uh, there's another one from him. Uh, for what period of time is it okay to turn off certain ad campaigns? Would you recommend doing that for seasonal promotions or se- seasonal promotion ad campaigns?
2: Um, you know, uh, you know, I so the way ads work, uh, it might be slightly different from when, let's say, a product goes completely out of stock. Uh, there's a bigger debate around that. Should you allow a product to go out of stock and what happens when, you know, things come back. But I've noticed that, you know, with ads, uh, you know, even if you turn off ads for a bit, when you restart them, it does take a, a day or so for them to kick in, but then your impressions start to deliver as long as you've got all the right settings, uh, which means you've got, you um, Uh, for example you've got the right bid bid multipliers on top of search and so on Um, and let's say if you're reviving a campaign after a a back in stock you might be wanting to support that with that support that recovery with a coupon for example or some external traffic for example Uh, so i think if your uh, your ads are being paused um, because Uh, you know, you're going to run out of stock or you think you might be running out of stock. And so that's the reason why you paused it. Um, I think you will notice that when things do come back in stock, the, you know, products react differently um, based on what the search momentum has been or the uh, sales momentum has been prior to uh, that thing going out of stock. So that might be, if I'm reading your question right, you're probably talking about um, aligning your turning off uh, campaigns with uh, a back-in-stock situation, if I'm reading that right. I cannot under, I could not imagine another reason why you would turn an ad off, um, so maybe for the seasonal thing, yeah. I mean, if you you're not if it's not Christmas in uh, April, yes, you can turn your uh, seasonal promotions off. It doesn't make sense to keep advertising them. Or if you think that people are looking for those products even off season, then keep your bids extremely low. Maybe bring them all the way down to two cents. If you think uh, that you know there might be an occasional sale, well, if there is an occasional sale after a hundred clicks, then you would have only spent like what two dollars or something on them. So that's that's kind of fine.
1: Great. Uh, Next up, we have Claudia Sweeney. Uh, PPC gives me a headache. Do you have a PPC for dummies training? Uh, If not, where could I find it, please?
2: I think there's a lot of uh, PPC training out there. But if you're interested in our mastermind, we have one starting end of September. So you can maybe uh, look uh, for that on our website. But, uh, you know, yeah, PPC is an ongoing uh, training. Like, I, I still feel like I'm learning all the time. Uh, if it gives you a headache, you might want to maybe consult with someone and uh, see exactly what is the, the source of your headache. Like, is it uh, that you're not able to run campaigns profitably, or it's just too complicated and you don't know how to set them up? Maybe identify what your main kind of um, pain point is and then. Uh, there's a lot of communities you can ask uh, questions in and maybe just hone in on the main problems and see if uh, people might be able to give you some answers. But there's a lot of material out there uh, if you look.
0: And I can tell you just from past experience, just people um, messaging me about uh, Ritu's masterminds is that she's incredible. So PP, uh, it's under PPC Ninja, I believe. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't know how many you've had, but I know that these mastermind courses have been very, very popular.
2: Yeah, I've had 25 of them, and these run um, for four weeks, and they're free. Uh, they run for four weeks. Um, Hold it. And then, yeah. how,
0: how much do they cost?
2: <laughs> <laughs> zero. <laughs> they're zero. <laughs> Maybe I should start charging for them, right? Now. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, the next one is going to be end of September, I think, yep. uh, but you can sign up for it. And whenever we have the next one, we'll let you know.
0: So if you give us that link too, we'll put it in our group. So Claudia will be able to see it and yep. you know maybe a few others will join up as well.
2: Yeah. Sounds good.
1: Great. And the last question of the rapid fire round uh, <laughs> from Howard Kaufman, any expectations of PPC trends going into the holiday season? Ooh,
2: yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think uh, going to the holiday season. This this holiday season is going to be interesting because we'll have a second prime day, so there's going to be a little bit of uh, kind of pressure taken off of the actual like uh, you know December sales. It's probably going to be October. I don't know, Norm. Have you heard of uh, the dates? Maybe uh,
0: I'm hearing October. October, um, but right? Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything firm.
2: There we go. So, but I think that's crazy, be- by the way. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be October, then there's more opportunity, Cyber Week, and then, of course, the Christmas and holiday season. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a lot more opportunities. And when that happens, most people will start to, you know, bid aggressively. So yeah. uh, I would say, um, you know, my, you know, general recommendation for people who don't have impulse buys or people who have non-seasonal products that are constantly evergreen and so on, uh, is that, you know, if if you haven't uh, done really well in past prime days or past uh, holiday, um, you know, seasons, then don't, push it. Like you want to protect your, uh, if, if you're an agency, you want to protect your clients from uh, bleeding money during this time, because it, it, it's like, it's a mad rush uh, or it's like a, I don't know how to describe that. Uh, that, you know, everybody wants to increase their their bids so that they can show up on top of search. So if your product is not uh, giftable or impulse buy, or is not likely to get, uh, or ha- have uh, at least a 30% discount, then you're better off protecting your clients or yourself uh, by budgeting back or down. That's what I do uh, for those customers that don't have uh, very, very deep discounts during the holiday season because everybody's looking for deals, for gifts, uh, impulse buys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very good. And that's it for the questions,
1: Hayd? Yep. That's all for a question.
0: Okay. Uh, Oh, Claudia says she'll be there for sure. So very good. We've got one signed up. There we go. (laughs) Okay. So uh, let me see. Again, if you're interested in the uh, wheel of Hayden today, just hashtag wheel of Hayden. Uh, We're going to go to our last sponsor and then we're going to go right over to the wheel. If you're selling on Amazon in 2022, you know how important it is to stand out from your competition. Let Honu Worldwide lend a helping hand with your product innovation to outcompete your competition online. That's right, sit back, relax, and enjoy the success of your newly innovated product while Honu handles all the work. Visit HonuWorldwide.com for more information. That's Honu, H O N U, Worldwide.com. Dot com or email savings at honuworldwide.com. Ritu, have you ever met Affalabi? No. From from Honu? No. Oh, no, he's my partner over at Honu. And uh, we we hardly meet. Like I've only met him first this this year uh, at, at the Mexico event. It's first time we've ever met in years and it's all been wow. through Zoom. But, uh, anyways, wow. I got to meet with him at BDSS, and it's just—it's always great to to meet people that you talk to all the time, but you've never met. So mm-hmm. my—I think we're two or three years in business, and we've only met twice.
2: Wow, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Modern <world. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is, it is.
0: Uh, so, all yeah. the transaction, <laughs> bank accounts, everything we all share, and uh, yeah, met him twice. But, um, anyways, wow, how do people get a hold of you if uh, if they'd like to get in touch with the agency or PPC Ninja and start doing it themselves?
2: Yeah, so I can share my screen here again. Uh, so sure. there's a uh, um, two ways uh, to stay in touch. One is uh, through LinkedIn. I'm active there, uh, so you can just uh, use that QR code and get into LinkedIn, yeah. or just look for me, my full name. The other is our PPC Ninja blog. Uh, we put up a lot of, um, you know, uh, good content there. Hopefully, uh, so uh, feel free to subscribe to our blog.
0: So if you're not seeing this, uh, it, first of all, it's Reto r-i-t-u java j-a-v-a and then uh, ppcninja.com slash blog so and it looks like there's just tons of information there okay so you have been a past guest you already know what to expect from the wheel of kelsey uh hayden why don't we go to the wheel three two one let's go it's time for the wheel of kelsey I was expecting something about the producer of the people.
1: Oh, I thought, play it cool this time. Oh, yeah. okay. You're just a just cool a guy. All right.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the wheel and see who wins.
1: Okay. Give me one second. Do you see the wheel? I see the wheel. All right.
0: Here we go. And it's spinning round and round she goes. Toyota. Toyota gets it. Yep. There we go. All right. Winner. Nice, so take nice note of that. Yep. Just uh it would be how how are we getting in contact, Hayden? <laughs> it's usually uh K at lunch with Norm. Uh Hayden
1: at AMZ.club.
0: Okay, so that's, that's H-A-Y-D-E-N. H-A-Y-D-E-N. at amz, like Amazon, dot club. And if you have any problems with that uh, Toyota, you can always DM me or in the group and we'll make sure we get you that and uh, set you up over with Ritu. Okay, lady, you did it.
2: Yay. One more time. And it (laughs) was awesome
0: information. It was fantastic. I, I think those 10 tips are awesome. Uh, we'll we'll put that presentation if you don't mind in the group. Yeah, and uh
2: absolutely
0: yeah, I, I'm like I, I know I learned a few things here and uh it's fantastic. That's why I always love you on this show. You always you always bring it now. This time though, this time, because you kind of uh uh surprised me the last time. You don't have any illustrations of me doing weird things or no, no, no you left it alone this time. I left it alone this time. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'll probably see you over at the Helium 10 Cell uh, yes. & Scale uh, next Will month. We'll do. Yeah, that's um, yeah.
2: that's going to be a lot to... of fun. And yeah. I really
0: appreciate you coming back on.
2: Thank you so much, Norm. And thank you so much, Hayden, for having me. And uh, see, see you guys around.
0: All right. Well, thank right. you, everybody, for joining in. I think you uh, you learned a lot today. Um, if you have any questions on that, you can always post it into the group. So, Hayden, do you have anything to close us off
1: today? Uh, I had a whole uh, laundry list of just random thoughts that I could read off if you'd like. But um, oh, I think we'll, we'll save that for another podcast.
0: <sighs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh,
1: everyone, uh, make sure you like the podcast. Uh, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook. Join the Facebook group where you can get tons more information like this um, all the time. There's always great discussions. There's always new things being uploaded. Maybe my laundry list of personal thoughts will, will make it to the group. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's, that's and...
0: Hayden is going to be filling in for Kelsey uh, up until well, Wednesday and Friday. Yep. At Kelsey's off on vacation, uh, unpaid, by the way, uh, fully deserved.
1: <laughs> Make sure you email Kelsey and blow up his uh, inbox. Yeah, that's that's
0: right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, everybody. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you for being part of a community. Um, join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We could not do this without you, and we will see
1: you later. Right, bye everyone. 100, 100, 100.